to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul, and joining me in studio, more than one person for the first time ever on Overtime Hockey Talk, it's Justin Baker, oh, as always. As always. And uh, Luke Paul. Hey, how's it going, guys? My former younger brother. <laughs> former. former. Pretty much the sexiest <laughs> yeah, of your younger brothers. <laughs> and uh, Derek Girolaro. Hello. Derek Girolaro. Giordano, just go with Giordano. Derek, Derek Giordano. Giordano. It's Mark Giordano's older brother, wiser, much wiser than, than him. Uh, no, we, we have a, a crew in the studio, as today is my bachelor party. So we're going to have to, you know, I, I don't, we don't have to get into it. Yes, yeah, we, we do. don't. We'll get in, yeah, we could get into we it. We could get into it, sure. We're we going to get into it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we will. Uh, this is a great opportunity to, to, uh, to promote the other podcasts that I have already begun recorded episodes for, but I haven't released them yet for a new podcast called Mark Explaining. So, you know, Mark Explaining. Yes. Yes. If you, uh, you know, if you're a feminist, you might hate me now because I'm of course making fun of mansplaining, but Mark Explaining, we just talk about things. You know? I thought he just took Mark and explaining and that's how he came up. Not a feminist. Yeah, but, but thing. you've heard of mansplaining, right? It's, no, it's not like anti it's, I mean, it's not anti feminist or anything. It just is, I just was like, oh, mansplaining. I could take my own name and throw it in there. So it's Mark's I've heard of manscaping, but not mansplaining. That's, that's true. I could have called it Markscaping. <laughs> What's manscaping? That's that's it's where you, know. you take care of your face and trim up and oh, I moisturize. I thought it was more than Put that, a racing but. strip on your pubes. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they call that a runway now. So On the show today, uh, keep an eye out for Markscaping coming out as we do a, a bachelor party episode for Markscaping uh, tonight. Uh, we are recording this on Saturday, April the 6th, and uh, at this point, we Boston and Tampa Bay are playing right now, but uh, none of the games have, have actually happened at this point, but uh, lots of playoff races to talk about. We do know some of them, so we're going to preview the ones we know, and then our next show before the playoffs start, we'll preview the rest of them, uh, since it, it does take, take some time to go through all the series, so best to get things started today, but before we do that, we want to talk about something near and dear to my heart and that is all my girlfriends my girlfriend teams that is thank you so, for explaining that my uh my <laughs> In girlfriend light of teams. his bachelor party really yes yes uh so if you know if you're unfamiliar with girlfriend teams uh of course we all have a wife you know we we've most of us at least have chosen to to latch down to a particular unit and stick with them for life you know, unless unless things go real bad, I, we're sticking with that team. You know, and by real bad, I mean like, oh, here we are in Winnipeg, and now all of a sudden we're the Phoenix Coyotes. <laughs> and I'm allowed to say Phoenix Coyotes because that's how who they became. That's true. Uh, but so okay, so so I mean, you have your wife team. My team's Toronto. Justin, yours is Detroit. Luke's is also Toronto. I think. I yes. Know, yeah. Yeah. Saying. It's Toronto for sure. And uh, but then of course you know you have the the teams that maybe you have an affinity towards every year. You know you've got those uh, like every year I'm gonna always kind of cheer for the Western Canadian teams because I don't know I just I just have a a special place in my heart for them. I I was a when Vancouver was was good. I was always watching their games and I would stay up late to watch just regular season games and uh, I I always was cheering for Calgary and for Edmonton and so. I have something for them. But then every year, you kind of usually find that one team that just for that one year sparks your interest and you root for them. And so, Justin, unfortunately, your your wife is, you know, about to uh, go on a four-month vacation without you. 
Yeah. And so that leaves you to, uh, you know, be satisfied by your girlfriend teams. She'll never satisfy like my wife does, but that's true. She'll come close. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's temporary relief from the stresses temporary of relief. hockey. So, with that said, I want to dive into your picks for your girlfriend teams for the playoffs. I mean, we know all the playoff teams are set, so we can we can throw those around. And uh, I even I even think even though Toronto, you know, Toronto's in the East. I think that I can have an Eastern Conference girlfriend team and it'd be okay. And then, you know, if they play in the conference finals, well, it's not like I'm telling my wife about the girlfriend. (laughs) So we'll just pretend that it never happened. But if you're saying that your wife satisfies you more than your girlfriend, are you actually cheering for your girlfriend in the finals? Well, I mean, she's not there every single night, you know, there's lots of games. Just making sure. This is terrible. I was getting off the rails. I I actually, I was having this conversation with a guy in uh, doing my physical therapy. And I I asked him like, you know, who's your girlfriend team? And he said, what's that? You know, and I explained to him, well, you know, sometimes you've got your wife, but then you also need a girlfriend. And this girl heard me and was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) It's like, relax. It's just sports. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, you know, subscribe to this advice for real life. Oh, my gosh. It's like the time when I tried to explain to my sisters, my dad, single guy, he dates he dates a lot of women. I'll just put it that plain and simple, okay? And then I, I made the analogy about my dad has a batting order when it comes to girlfriends. My sisters lost it when they found out. They're like, that means what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, he's got, his, he's got his, his first at bat and second and the girl that hits clean up for him and... Oh, yeah. If we're talking real dirty. life, I've I've heard uh, I can't remember what radio host it was. Some guy who was it was funny to me, and then eventually I felt so dirty listening to this guy because he would talk about he was married like six times, and he would talk about how he had a pitching rotation. So he had his five yes. pitchers who were in there, and they were his regulars, and then he had some relief pitchers, <laughs> and if if one of those crapped out on him, he'd call his closer. And occasionally you needed to bring one up from the minors. Oh, oh my gosh. No. Not like, no, not okay. like a minor, right. okay, but like gosh. you need to replace your starter. They're getting old or they're, they're broken AAA. down. They're broken down. And so you, you <laughs> yeah. pull them up from the minors. Cause not, I feel like we need to move on. I didn't there. say you pull a minor up from the minors. Oh, okay. Goodness. So girlfriend team number one, uh, let's go Western conference because it's, it's a little easier for, uh, for all of us to have a, a girlfriend team out there. Yeah, when for me, when the Red Wings aren't in it, I always love to have at least one girlfriend who is an quote-unquote underdog type of team. You know, somebody who you, you root for, and they, like I think a few years ago it was Nashville because they weren't really, you know, I mean, they were expected to compete, but then they go all the way to the... Right, know, when anyways. they swept Colorado. And- right. Uh, for me this year, though, it's got to be St. Louis because I love a good goaltending story, and Bingington goes in there, and if he can take them far in the playoffs, that would be phenomenal. Would you call them an underdog team, though? I would, because they're. I feel like they're. They've been rolling lately, right? Well, and they, they're they're almost at the top of their division. Well, that they were on January first, they were last place in the league. Yes, in the league, and now they're. If they win tonight and things go right for them in other games, they win the toughest conference in the NHL, dude. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're hot right now, but. When you, I mean, when it comes down to it, right? You know, everybody I hear, they're always like, "Oh, Winnipeg's built for the playoffs," and still Nashville and Winnipeg are still going to be favorites, regardless what seed they fall into in terms of, you know, whether or not St. Louis actually wins the Central or not. I still think P. 
people are going to consider St. Louis an underdog when you look at the other couple teams in the Central? I would be nervous to play St. Louis oh, going absolutely. to the first round. I'm not. No? No, I'm not scared to play St. Louis. Wow, it's poorly. Say you're Winnipeg, right? And you got to play them first round. That's fine. Okay. I mean, who cares? I mean, you might have to play Nashville first round. And, I, and honest, honestly, I'm not that worried about playing Nashville first round. I'm no. worried about Pecorine. But I'm not. I mean, Nashville's power play. I can take as many freaking power plays as I want or penalties as I want. Nashville's not going to score. Yeah, it's, it is pretty bad. <laughs> they're barely 10% on the power play. They, they're like almost historically bad. And so I, I'm not worried about them. I mean, it's funny. I just said that they were. it was the best division in hockey, which it, it may be the deepest. But in terms of the absolute high end, I'm definitely more, I'm more afraid of San Jose than I am of, uh, than I am of Nashville. I don't know. Honestly. I don't know. But it's just the opposite. I'm more afraid of their forwards and their defense. Uh, but when it comes to the goaltending, San Jose is struggling there. So Ooh, it's take, your, bad. take your pick. Neither one of those teams are my girlfriend team okay. so, in the West. That's fair. Luke, who, who are you? Uh, you know, I really like Vegas right now. Um, they've just been doing a lot of a lot of good things moving forward and carrying this team back to kind of where they were last year at the end of the season. Um, uh, for a while, they were struggling, but I think they got their mojo back, and I think they can do some damage in the playoffs for sure. Well, Justin thinks they're the best team in the West. I do. I, th- I think right now they're my favorite to come out of the West. They are the sexy pick, that is for sure. Mm. And I... I I applaud your effort to pick <laughs> Vegas. It was good. Calgary is so is so underrated coming in. I'll, I'll say they're not the underdog, but they are the overlooked, underrated team in these playoffs. They're like Vegas last year. I think they're the team that people should take more serious than they probably are right they now. They have 50 but they just R-O, keep ROW. Ignoring like, it. They do. Yeah. Well, they have 50 regulation overtime wins. No, you know, the next... The next highest in the Western Conference is 45. That's San Jose. And, I mean, Tampa Bay, of course, has 55, but nobody has really close to 50. They've played absolutely phenomenal all year, too. Really, this has been... They've been in first place, you know, what, the first first month of the season? And they've held on to it. And that's that's a rare thing to do. I think... I remember San Jose kind of crept up there for a second they they topped them and then calgary just turned it on and and it was gone like there was only one time where san jose really uh, took that first place mantle from them and they they didn't last for very long so to me anytime you see a team that they sit at the top and they're at the top the whole time they're doing something right all year long that like this team's just ready i think but I mean, the thing i think going into the playoffs they have to have good goaltending uh because they i mean there have been games where they've what was that nine six game that they were playing? Uh, I forget who it was, but um, really Chicago. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think but, you're right. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, they need good goaltending, and sometimes uh, Riddich, Richie, <laughs> Richie, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Smith, you know, haven't haven't been doing great. And I think you said oh, maybe a couple episodes ago, you think that they're going to put Smith in there. Yeah, and it, it does sound like they're and, gonna put Smith yeah. in there. I to me, it Smith is the smart choice, but I think Riddich is probably the better choice. Um, Smith is the safe pick because obviously he's taken Arizona deep in the playoffs before. He has the experience. Riddich zero experience there. So, as a coach, you feel safer putting Smith. And now I think like a lot of goaltending tandems here, like for example, out in the you know the island, I think there's gonna be short leashes on a lot of these guys. So if Smith struggles game one. I wouldn't surprise me if Riddich goes in for game two. For all the talk about them having rough goaltending, I mean, they still, there's only three teams in the West with 
less goals against than them that are in the playoffs right now. They got so a good we, D in front of them too. We're, yeah, we're which exactly. Very important. That's true. Yeah. So to me, Calgary is is almost in this sweet spot where they've got certain veteran players like Giordano and a, even the, all these players are starting to come into their prime. Giordano maybe age-wise isn't in his prime. He's a little older, but he's having the best season of his life. So there, all these things seem to be piecing together right at the, the perfect time. Yeah, this team doesn't have tons of experience winning a bunch of rounds, but I think that they do have experience playing the game. It's, this isn't like a an upstart, wow, this team is way ahead of the curve here. It's almost like they've been behind the curve and they're finally, they've finally arrived. Like we thought that they would be pretty darn good last year. They have almost the same defense, but now all of a sudden they have one of the best defenses in the league, whereas last year they were awful. Was Dougie and, Hamilton the problem? <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and it, and it was Brody not playing with Giordano, and so then they put him back together and away you go. Um, but Calgary's my girlfriend team. I'm, I'm, I'm going Calgary and I'm going Winnipeg. I'm going to cheer for the two Canadian teams. I hope they play each other in the conference finals. That would be a good conference final. And then, you know, of course, of course, I'm going Toronto in the East. So we just need to see a Toronto Calgary slash Winnipeg final, and we'll finally get 1993 out of our minds again. You know, Canadian team minds. finally winning the cup. <laughs> so a question for you: <clears throat> Being a Leafs fan, I want to ask you, Mark, as a Leafs fan as well. Do you feel like you saying Toronto is going to the Eastern Conference Finals, or let's say they just go to the Eastern Conference Finals, do you feel like you're just trying to patch a horrible marriage job? I mean, they're they've been they've been going down. A horrible marriage marriage counseling is <laughs> yeah, what you're. It's suggesting. his wife. It's his wife. <laughs> so, are you saying like, do I have a false sense of how good or bad yes. this team might be? Yeah. For the Leafs, um, I think that for a really long time they've known they're going to play the Bruins. So it's it's been months. To, to Mark's defense, though, regardless if the Red Wings, for instance, is the team they've got together, if they somehow squeaked in a wild card spot, even though my brain says they're going to get swept or they're going to be out in five or six, my heart would be like, I, I want them to go to Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, I didn't so say that. Well, yeah, for I didn't sure. Say yeah, I thought they would. It. I said my ideal is the Leafs and then Calgary right. or Winnipeg in the finals. That's okay. my... All right. Always That's support your wife. For. Always support your wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, now... Oh, okay. We can we can switch over to the Eastern Conference. Uh, I mean, we, Luke and I, naturally, we have our team in the Eastern Conference. Justin, you've got a blank slate. Where are you leaning for this, uh, the first half of the tournament here? The first half, wow. Um, so you guys, this is this is almost seems like a bandwagon pick, but I'll explain why. Uh, Tampa Bay is my girlfriend team of the East because growing up, you know, Detroit was in the Western Conference, and I needed a team in the East to cheer for. I always loved that because I would pick my two teams and say, okay, these are the two teams I think are always going to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals would be great. And I have family that lives in Tampa. I went down there all the time. So to me, it was just, oh, I want Tampa Bay to win. And of course, they won in 04, and that was fantastic. I would, was loving it. And uh, it was, I love Martin St. Louis. So that was, for me, my girlfriend team growing up. And so it makes it a little bit easier now to like them. Yeah. I mean, that's a natural. And plus, Steve Eiserman connection there exactly. for so long. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's a fair, fair thing. I mean, I, if, if I knew that the Leafs wouldn't see Tampa in the second round if the Leafs win, I, I wouldn't have a problem saying Tampa. Uh, I think I have a, I really want Columbus to play Tampa. 
because that would be a hell of a first round. I mean, that's I want Columbus and Washington just because yeah. I, I want to see that rematch. Although I, I see your point, rematch is fine, but Tampa's going to give or Columbus is going to give Tampa right. more, you know, more entertaining. I think they could. I think us. they could beat them. I don't think Carolina can beat them. I think that they'd be toast. Yeah, I agree um, with you on that. Or if somehow. Uh, so that means Columbus actually has to stay. They have to lose tonight. If to play well, Tampa. Yes, or or Carolina wins. So yeah, Carolina plays Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. I mean, really, we we do have the potential of a Pittsburgh loss and a Carolina win, which would make it so that Pittsburgh plays Washington in round one. See, now, I would rather have that than a Columbus-Washington rematch. To I would me, like that to would see a yeah, Washington-Pittsburgh first round. And then you randomly have Carolina. No, but see, Carolina and New York Islanders in the first round, I don't really care about either of those teams. No, but that's that to me would help solidify my argument that I hate the current playoff format. So if the NHL sees that, they're like, crap, sure. we have this throwaway first-round matchup that somebody's going to advance and then a very yeah, but, good team. But, like, but how much of a throwaway is it? I mean, it's not like... like Carolina's going to, if that happens, they finish further ahead than Pittsburgh. No, so from it's, a marketing standpoint, I guess, is what I'm saying. Just certain teams played better than others. You no, know, of course not. I, I mean, if yeah, if we if we just went purely off the conference, and let's say there was two divisions, so obviously the top two teams in each division get a spot, that puts Wa- Tampa Bay, Washington, one, two, and then you would have Boston at the three. Boston would play Pittsburgh right now, and then the Islanders would be the four, and they would play Toronto, and then you would have uh, Washington playing Carolina and Tampa would play Columbus. So it wouldn't be that much different. I mean, you would just have you just happen to have Pittsburgh playing. Uh, what what did I say? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh would play playing Boston. Boston. Boston yeah. Yep. yeah. So, I mean, but either way, but even then you're going, wow, Pittsburgh has to play Boston in the first round. Even then we're, we're still like upset that we're going to see a good team eliminated. That's the thing though, is that there's so many good teams now because good is good is no longer 2002 Red Wings. Like that team was unbelievable. There is no, you just cut yourself. I think I did. There, there are no unbelievable teams in the league anymore. Other than Tampa, Tampa Bay is unbelievable, uh, but there this is a rare year. You know, we they have sixty one wins. They might tie the record for most wins if they win tonight. But to me, this is just whatever format you have. There's always going to be problems with it. So who cares? The only thing that would make it better is if there was some sort of playing game, and you had maybe nine and ten could play in with seven eight, and you could you could have something interesting there. But but then, what, everybody freaking makes the playoffs? I don't love the playing game. I think that just takes away from the the first or the teams that get into the first eight yeah, after I mean, 82 yeah. games. I, I mean, mean, this yeah. year you look at it and you go, do I really want to see Carolina play Florida and Columbus play Montreal? No. Ugh. Not really. No. That's a useless game, honestly. It, yeah. So, uh, so, Luke, if you have to pick a team outside of Toronto, where are you leaning for a... I'm leaning for Pittsburgh. A gal pal. Pittsburgh. I mean, Sidney Crosby has just been just, unbelievable. Just leave right now. I don't. <laughs> I don't want you in this room. I, yeah, I mean, I would. My natural, my natural bent is to always just go Pittsburgh. Yeah, because I do. I love watching Sidney Crosby play, and and he really comes into his own in the playoffs. He's always fantastic, and so, yeah, and and Pittsburgh. A lot of times, a lot of teams stifle in the playoffs, and the games are. One nothing, two one, three two. Pittsburgh, it's like five four, six five, seven six. I mean, we see some pretty high scoring games when it comes to the Penguins, especially in that first round. So, 
it'll be interesting though to see how they play against the Islanders, who haven't even allowed. It, it looks like they won't even allow 200 goals this year, which is uh, quite an impressive number. Hmm. Uh, any other girlfriend teams out there? Any you want to throw another one? You want? I mean, you get you can go both divisions. Carolina would be great. I I would love love what they're doing, and just just to see the celebrations afterwards. Oh, well, they're not going to do them, be, are they? I don't know. I, I think they said they wouldn't do them. No. Well, well they, no, they, they said doing them. they said they wouldn't do it for the regular season. The rest of the but season. I wonder, you know, if they win their first round, do they do their surge thing? If they're not doing it, we're surge. breaking up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll say. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm gonna cheer for Columbus as long as it makes sense. You know, if they unless they play the Leafs, but Columbus to me is a a fascinating team because of the high end talent that they have, and they just they're just squeaking in, but. This screams L.A. Kings 2000 and what was it? 2014? Mm. 2000. What year was it that they it was 2000? No, it was 2014, wasn't it? Oh, no, no. Wait. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. The, the year 13 was Chicago. Yes. Yeah. No, but they won twice. 12? No, it was 11 and 14. 11 and 14. Yeah. yeah. The first year that they no 11 was Boston Bruins. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was it was twelve. It was twelve because it was the it was the the lockout year, right? No, two thousand eleven. Twelve wasn't a lockout year. No, they did win in two thousand twelve, and that was twelve and fourteen. Yeah, yes, twelve was when they 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 were eighth the eighth place team. They barely made the playoffs, and then they just didn't allow a goal (laughs) ever. So I mean, I think Columbus does. If a team could be compared to that. This is it is the Blue Jackets right now. It's a team that barely squeaked into the playoffs. They're only making it by a couple points, and now they might have to play the best team. I mean, that's Colorado too. I'm, they just squeaked. Yeah, in. but Colorado isn't a team that scares. I mean, you look at Colorado. Colorado's bad. I mean, Colorado's only won thirty six games in regulation. Over we time. don't even know the real health of. They haven't won half right their now. games. No, I but know, the, that's even, but in their last ten, they're eight zero and two. They haven't. Yes, lost. they went on a nice little. They went on a nice run. Grubauer absolutely. went on a nice run, right? So, but they. I mean, they lost fourteen games in overtime. They, this team's record: they're thirty-eight and forty-three. They're not good. Like no one in the Western. I mean, there's so many teams not in the Western Conference that aren't good, but they are. They are the only playoff team under five hundred, and frankly, they're the only team playoff team close to under five hundred. Everyone else is at least three or four or five games above five hundred. And they're four games under 500, which is just a disgrace that they, you know, that the West is just so weak that that, that that's happening. But uh, it'll be interesting. Okay, well, any any other girlfriend teams that you want to throw out there? Anybody else that you're you're going to be rooting for? I mean, I I know I picked Vegas Knights, uh, so I'm not going to say San Jose, but I, you know, I think about Joe T. And uh, I would have said them if had they had good goaltending this year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, I mean, I just, I want Joe Thornton to win a, a cup. I mean, it'd be great to see. It'd be great to cap off his, uh, his career. Yeah. It'd be, yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's done I after just don't this year it. either. What's that? I don't think he's done after this year anyways. Yeah. If it'll be, does Eric Carlson resign in San Jose? Ooh, that's rough. Cause he might not. I mean, we haven't, there really hasn't been anything out there. It's a real possibility, but I think they, they're prepared to offer up to, I would say, probably like $13 million a year for him. So we'll see. For, it's, for like eight years? Yeah, but I it think, might come I down. I think he's going to want to go to UFA and just see Why what wouldn't his options you, though? Are. I mean, go to freaking Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Stop. If there was no salary cap, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I could, I, honestly, I could see him 
if he, you know, depending on the the life that he wants to live, I could see him going and signing with like the New York Islanders. You know, I could see him signing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of options out there. Everyone's for going to Florida this Lou year. Lou Lamarillo. Oh yeah, right, Florida. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if Panarin, Panarin, and Bobrovsky end up there. If they go and they win a cup this year, though, do you really think they're just going to leave? I don't think they will. If they win a cup, maybe I, not. I think they would still leave. I think at least Panarin would leave. Or he'd be like, cool, thanks for the cup. Yeah. <laughs> he could do that, yeah. Thanks a lot. I mean, I'll Panarin, send you some Panarin is for sure wanting that hot weather. His nickname is Breadman. If he <laughs> didn't, didn't pick him up. Yes. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's, we'll, we'll say goodbye to the girlfriends. Oh, Derek, who's your girlfriend team? My girlfriend team would probably be Nashville. All right. Why? Honestly, I just I think they're due, and I'm a big fan of uh, PK Subban. So I think he's just a big presence to their winning ways. Dude, you're pandering right now. Pandering, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, yeah, no. They're they're fun to watch for sure. I respect that choice, but for whatever reason, uh, they their offense worries me a little bit. Yeah, they're they aren't fun to watch. Any no. like they were, it's the crowd's really fun, you know. I guess well, well, we did that uh, that player poll, and I think they were what second place for the best arena to play in. Yeah, they were up there. Is that Bridgestone? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. One of my buddies I text with here and there. He he has the season tickets there, and he like he just loves it. You know, he he raves about how fun the chants are and like all the the things the crowd does, which is cool. And so that's the kind of stuff you like to see in the playoffs. Uh, it'll be interesting, like a. What like a Nashville Dallas or Nashville Colorado first round? I mean, it'd be, it'd be kind of fun. The little rematch if we could get Nashville Dallas in there and, uh, and get a little rematch of that. But let's let's shift and talk the two playoff series that we are one hundred percent sure about, uh, and then our next show we'll we'll talk about the other six. But uh, let's let's make this uh, you know let's make this nice. We'll just go Boston Toronto, dude. And you want to start off with your team first? Okay, yeah. Let's just. Get it out of the way because uh, I know Luke has a lot to say, and yeah, sure do, <laughs> sure, sure do. <laughs> so Boston and Toronto, this this has been. I, I don't even think it's it's not even worth going. All right, let's look at let's look at the games that they've played this year because when Toronto was uh, like Toronto earlier in the year, four and zero last year against Boston, and then they lost. Right, right. Well, and, and Boston at, at different points in the year, they were they they had like five defensemen hurt. The only guy they had at their starting lineup was Grizzlick. And so it's kind of hard to, to rate them, and they really haven't played each other in a minute where the game really mattered. And so I, I it's, it's hard to, to tell based off the way that they play against each other other than what we've seen in the playoffs in the past. And so... Like, what are you guys looking for as, let's say, if Boston is going to win, what do they have to do to beat Toronto? Slow them down. I think that that front core of forwards, man, they just, if they can find a way to slow them down and just, I mean, <clears throat> so Boston's defense to me, they can go, you know, they have two solid defensive lines that they can roll out against either Austin Matthews and, you know, John Tavares. So they don't have to be like, okay, we have two guys that we really need to make sure that we need to watch, right? Against like, for instance, when when you're playing Boston, right? You you have to watch that top line, right? Berger, Bergeron, Marchand, you have to watch, you have to put your top defensive pairing against them. Whereas, you know, Toronto, their forward group, you kind of have to, you know, pick which one you're going to put Char against and then hope your second line does good against the other one. So 
to me, I think it's finding a way to slow Toronto's forward group down a little bit if you're Boston, if you want success. And I think a part of that is just the wear and tear of their bodies, right? Is Marchand plays a, a gritty game and uh, Chara can kind of shove those guys around a lot too. And so I think that it's just about wearing Toronto down and uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see too with the speed aspect of it because last year we did see Chara get burned quite a bit by Toronto's forwards group. So, you know, is he going to stay a little bit further back? Is he going to rely on McAvoy a little bit more to, you know, to handle those those speedsters up front? So we'll I'm interested to see how that plays out with him being because he's not any faster this year in my opinion, but I think he, he knows that he's slowing down. I think he's kind of played his game a little bit more towards his, his slowness. Yeah. If Boston's going to be Toronto, it's going to be goaltending to me. I mean, that that top line, of course, every team is the top line. And, and if that line isn't going, it's for most teams, it's going to be a, a much tougher road. So, yes, of course. You know, if I'm talking from the Toronto side, I just go shut down that top line and we're in business. But no one has been able to shut down that top line for the last two years. So even Tampa Bay playing them last year in the playoffs, they didn't necessarily shut that line down. They just were able to outscore them and and they shut down everybody else. And so uh, I, to me for Boston to win, it's still about goaltending because Tuka Rask, he hasn't looked great, but he's been playing better. And Yaroslav Halak is good. You know, he's played well, but to me, neither of those guys scare me. And so can you get into a position if you're the Leafs, to chase a goalie or to force Boston to make decisions as to who they're going to play. That that to me is where the Leafs are going to have to be. You're, you'll know if Boston is, if the talk is, oh, should Boston switch to Halak? Should Boston switch to Rask? You know, depending on who they, uh, my guess is that they start with Rask. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're starting with Rask. But to me, I think Boston or Toronto, they're starting goaltending is a wash. I think they're they're even on for really, me. On you both really sides. think that Rask is even with Frederick Anderson? I, I do right now. No, yeah, I do. No, I it, might give a slight in these edge last to fifteen games that mean nothing. You think that <sighs> Anderson is just like he all of a sudden forgot how to play goal? No, no. I, I don't think. But I, I might give just a slight edge to Anderson if I had to pick one. A slight but, edge, but just only a slight. Yes. Now the difference is when it comes to you know say Anderson gets chased for a game or two in those first couple games. What's going to happen with the situation? They have to ride Anderson out. Oh, you yeah. can't put Hutchinson in. No, so, never putting Hutchinson. I mean, at least Boston has that option to go to Halak, and you can say, okay, great, we we have a reliable backup that we know can go in there and steal a playoff series because he did it in Montreal. Yeah, he did it nine years ago. <laughs> well, he where did were it. you nine years ago, Justin? Mike Smith did something, you know, five years ago with. How Arizona, old were so. you nine years ago? You were like we're not what, talking about thirty that. or twenty. Uh, please 30? don't say thirty. Sorry, you're not forty. I sorry. You were you were what 20... uh, 23. 23. No wait, twenty twenty five. I'm sorry, math is hard. You were twenty five. So twenty five years old nine years ago, and could you have done what you did nine years ago today? Well, no, of course not, because I don't take yes. care of my body the way they do. <laughs> so well, I still I still contest that. Saying that, oh well, he did it nine years ago, so he can do it again today. How long? I can't is even not run that goal. So. Right. <laughs> well, you should stop stop falling off slides. Okay. I should stop falling off ladders and and jumping on trampolines. And this is just yeah. this is the show for broken people. Luke, you you actually you can play hockey still. 
<laughs> Derek, run, Derek runs marathon. Derek just ran the Boston Marathon last year. So, oh, I mean, screw all of us. It's, uh, uh, but we, I, I think as as the Leafs, it's it really it's going to come down to can they can they beat this goaltending, which I think they can. But then you just need to figure out all right if they can shut down Tavares, if they can shut down Matthews, who else is going to score? It's got to be that Kadri Nylander. That combination has to do something, and or maybe that fourth line where I think Toronto maybe has the edge on depth at forward. That depth has to finally peer its head for the Leafs to win. You know they can't. Yeah, they they got to start putting them in. I, I feel like they've gotten a lot of chances, especially from behind in the net. They come out and. They they get great chances putting the puck on the net, but I I feel like they've failed to put put the puck in the net um, several times, and it's uh, yeah I agree with you that I think that we can't put the um, puck in the net every time. No, I agree, <laughs> obviously, but um, I think like Tyler Ennis, I mean that guy is so skilled. I feel like he's which yeah right with a guy like that on your fourth line. Yeah, I mean, if this was five years ago, we'd go dang the Leafs have a like. You know he's unreal, and and I mean he still obviously has some of that skill left in him. He just had some down years. He got really banged up and hurt, and so I mean yeah, he's that guy where they gave him a shot and he's doing really well. And so yeah. he's he's definitely padding that fourth line. Now here, here's a question. Let's let's talk last year. Okay, the Leafs are playing the Bruins, and I think everyone gave the Leafs a uh, like it was pretty split on who people thought would win. Right? Yeah. Is absolutely. that fair to say? Yep. Who did the Leafs have last year that they don't have this year? Tyler Bozak. Okay, yeah. Tyler. Tyler James Bo- Van Riemsdyk. Tyler Bo- Bozak, James Van Riemsdyk. And uh Komarov. Okay. Now we fast forward to this year. The Leafs have John fucking Tavares. <laughs> Kasperi Kapanen is a 20-plus goal scorer. Andreas Janssen is playing on the first line, and he's scoring 20 goals. I he's, don't think there's He's any like borderline, arguments. like one of the top five rookies in the NHL. They have the exact same defense. Well. They have the exact same defense. Muzzin. Plus Muzzin. Yeah. Plus Muzzin, who actually has been fantastic. He's been better lately. He's, he, he's been much better. Who cares? The first 10 games, the guy played no, no, for the no, same I'm, team for his whole career, and then he comes over to, and he plays five games, and people say, oh, he's playing bad. No, he just doesn't need he No, needs you need minute. time. You need well, that's time. Toronto his possession numbers right have been phenomenal. Yeah. And they always good. have been. He's but, great. So so you're saying the Leafs added Muzzin, Tavares, Kapanen, uh, Ennis. Like these these guys that are are filling out the line and they lost what they lost Bozak, oh JVR. oh no, JVR, oh, no. JVR okay. is a big loss for them in front of the net. Yes, but, J- but Tavares, but Tavares, Tavares more than makes sure. up for that. Yeah. Would you rather have Kasperi Kapanen or Tyler Bozak? Kasperi. Okay, thank oh, you. Come on, that's not a question. So the Leafs are a dumb far. <laughs> Let's and then Muzzin. Would we rather have Muzzin or Marinson? Oh, yeah, we want Jake Muzzin, right? Okay, so the Leafs are way better than they were last year, but somehow they the chances of them beating Boston are next to nothing. That doesn't make any sense to me. No, I don't think it's next to nothing. I, I do think Muzzin is going to, if anybody, is going to be the difference for this team, I think more than John Tavares, in my opinion, because I think, yeah, that top line, right? It when For those who don't know, when you have home ice advantage, you get to make the last change, and so I think Boston trying to find ways to get 
you know, Bergeron and Marchand out there where, you know, maybe they don't have to face Riley or Hainsey, right? So now Muzzin becomes that difference maker in my book where he's got to shut those guys down a little bit. And if he can slow them down, I don't think Riley or even... You know, that last, maybe the third pairing with Gardner on it. I don't know how they're going to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Dermot, whatever they do. Well, I don't think they'll have a problem going up against Krejci or, you know, Johansson, Coyle, whatever line. they. I think they can handle that. So it's going to be interesting, though. But to me, I think Muzzin is more of a difference maker to me this year than Tavares may be. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Tavares was 50 goals. Well, okay. So you take, <laughs> I, I'm not disagreeing with, with the goal scoring, but I, I do think that because of and he's a center well yeah that's that's all well and down is the majority of his like more often than not in the face-off circle sure yeah absolutely but i i think with nylander sort of having a down year compared to last year i think Tavares makes up for that in the loss of jvr but that to me almost becomes a little bit of a wash at that point is it nylander on pace for well a 60 point season almost yes yeah. yeah, what a terrible season he's had. Yeah, that's Justin. a horrible. That's season. how many points Just, he had last season. I know, but he yeah. should be. He needs to pick it up, in my opinion. He should be playing better. He plays on the third line. There's I so many freaking good players on this team that he doesn't. He gets 15 minutes a night. Yeah, he's not getting 20 minutes a night. So okay, okay, I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> all that to be said. All of a sudden, the Leafs went from, oh, yeah, they they have a great chance to beat Boston. Like, it's a 50-50 chance. And then they add all these awesome players. Like, if you said at the beginning of the year, all right, we're going to add John Tavares, Jake Muzzin. You're going to get a guy who last year he had, like, eight goals, and he's going to be a... Like he's going to become a like your 20, 25-goal scorer perennial. And then you're going to add another guy like that, too. We would be like, wow, the Leafs are definitely going to beat Boston next year then. But now we're like, oh, boy, I don't know. Like, I've heard people well, but say, but oh, Boston's going to sweep the Leafs. It's not even going to be close. I still think it's a coin flip still in my book. Okay, and that's at least a fair spot to end up. But I think the Leafs are going to win in five. Five. Five, five. or six. I said bold. six. I said six when we in our yeah, family yeah, yeah, chat. Yeah. I'm, I'll stick with my six. And I'll tell you exactly how it's going to go. Toronto's going to win game one. Boston's going to win game two. The Leafs are going to win both games in Toronto. And then Boston's going to take game five in Boston, and the Leafs will win game six. That's how it's going to go. Wow. I I just think that I going back to the goaltending. I agree with Justin that uh, Frederick Anderson has he's been okay lately, and if he if he keeps playing Games the way he nothing. does, what's that? Games mean nothing. These games are absolutely meaningless to everyone. But I mean, but it gives your it gives your team confidence going into the playoffs when you're playing well. And if you're not, then those guys on D on forward, they're they're worried about their goaltending goals getting put in. And last game of the regular season, I know this is a long time ago, two thousand and one, maybe it was two thousand two. Last game of the regular season, the Ottawa Senators beat the Leafs six nothing, and they had beaten the Leafs six times that year, and they destroyed them. Only one of the games went to overtime out of those six. The Leafs swept the Ottawa Senators. In the playoffs that year, so nobody nobody was worried about goaltending come the playoffs because they knew that team could get it done in the playoffs because when it mattered, and that's the difference is that this team has John Tavares. Granted, Tavares didn't get very many opportunities at the playoffs, but when he did make the playoffs, he was a difference maker. He scored a game winning goal in Game Seven in overtime. I mean, the guy knows how to get it done. 
and he he is going to be the difference maker mm. this year compared to last year. All of a sudden, there's there's John Tavares, and and that is the reason that the Leafs will see Tampa Bay in round two. He does know how to get it done. I will give you that. However, Freddie Anderson going back. His stats last year, 896 save percentage, 3.76 goals against. Year before that, 915, 2.68. Just mediocre stats as far as playoff stuff is concerned. Now, this year on paper, you could say that Toronto's D is better, but the way I, from an eye test, they haven't looked as good as they did last year, in my opinion. And again, that's just the eye test. I mean, you might look at it, you know, advanced statistics and it might prove me wrong otherwise, but just looking at it from what I've seen this year, their D does not look as good as it did last year. So Freddie Anderson might see some more oh, shots. Because Gardner's been hurt the last 15 sure, games. Sure, and that and definitely Dermot comes in to play for it. And, you know, but what happens come playoff time if those guys do get hurt? You know, Boston, if they lose, you know, McAvoy, McAvoy or they're Krug, in huge trouble. Oh, they're, they're, they'll be in trouble, but they're not in as much trouble as if, you know, Toronto lost Gardner or, you know, Morgan Riley. Yes, but if, so. but on the flip side, if Toronto loses Nylander, they're fine. If Toronto oh, loses, no, I, even I if Toronto loses there. Tavares, they could figure it out. Absolutely. But if Boston loses Bergeron, they're in trouble. Or Boston loses Marchand, they're in trouble. No Nash to come play center for you. This yes, year. exactly. Oh, <laughs> and any final, Luke, what's your prediction for this series? We're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna go. All right, to, you're not gonna like this, but I have Boston in five. 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 Uh, I just feel like they're gonna they're they're just gonna wear them down, break them down, and, and you're willing to put money on that? Uh, no, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, it that's, is gonna be physical, and Boston I think Boston has the edge there. But to me, it's still a coin flip. But I have to go Boston in seven. Okay, I'm going Leafs in six. Okay, uh, Derek, any thoughts? Any random uh, random prediction there? Leafs and seven. Oh, yeah. That's oh. what I like to hear. There we go. Even it up. <laughs> Derek evens it up. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk San Jose, Vegas. This is the last one we're going to talk. It's the only one left that we know of, and then we'll, we'll cover the other six series on our next show. Uh, San Jose will have home ice advantage. And once again, this is a rematch of, of last year's second round. Uh is the result any different for San Jose? No. Nope. All right. That's a good show. <laughs> uh, I think it, it, I'm interested to see how Carlson affects this series. He's coming back. He's not, I don't think he's 100% healthy, but he's coming back because he has to come back, right? You have to show up for the playoffs. That's why they brought him in here. And I think if he's able to play, he's going to go, but he won't be 100%. So. How much of a difference can he really make? Because I, I do think, you know, at least the first couple of games, they'll shelter his minutes a little bit. Maybe not put him out there for 25, 27, but he might see 21 minutes a game. But, you know, he's not. And to me, it's it's even more dangerous this time for Vegas because now instead of rolling out the Carlson line, right, they can roll out Stasny and, and Stone and Pacioretty and destroy you there too. So now it's even more dangerous to where you have to really pick who, you know, like Drew Doughty said, you know, Burnsy's going to turn the puck over a few times. So, uh, you know, what line do you want to throw out against him? So it should be interesting. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's goaltending here. Uh, can San Jose figure it out? And you're not you're and not putting an Arundale. You're never going to Arundale. Flurry's back. Yeah, Flurry is back. back. He's yeah. back. Flurry's back. Because they were resting him for a little bit. They right? did on purpose. Yeah, yeah, they just gave him a few extra days because they knew they there was no way they were getting second. They're going to finish third. They'll, they they'll, it, so. they'll play Flurry tonight uh, against the Kings because you don't want them to go over a week without starting. Right. So they'll, they'll play. Mo, I think most playoff teams are actually they're starting. The, like you'll see tonight, whoever teams play is likely who the starter will be. Unless unless tonight's a back to back 
for a team, then then it, it's up in the air. Uh, yeah, to me, this series is going to come down to goaltending. And, of course, Vegas does have the edge in terms of the season stats. And we know that Marc-Andre Fleury tends to show up very well in the playoffs. Very well. Uh, but can Vegas score? I mean, that's that's going to be the an, another huge question. I mean, outside you have Alex of- Tuck on your third line, they can score. I don't think that's that's going to be too big of an issue in my book. Yeah, I don't. I just I don't know if uh, if they're going to have the puck as often as we think. I mean, San Jose is going to try and control the play, and they've been very good in terms of possession and in terms of uh, you know just being able to fend teams off. And they have also scored a ton of goals. I think. But San Jose has the second most goals next to Calgary. I mean, Calgary scored a ton of goals. San Jose is just four behind them. So, I mean, it's it's going to be I mean, San Jose has the second, third most goals out of any playoff team. So maybe, just maybe, San Jose can score enough goals on Mark Andre Fleury. But this this series, to me, you know, we're saying it's a. You guys are saying it's Vegas. No, they're they're going to wreck them again. I think this is a seven game series. I think this series is going to be tight. Uh, maybe not in terms of the goal. I, you know, we could see six, five games, uh, but San Jose. I think they're they realize they're at this point where, what what do we have this year? Maybe next year, but this is probably your best chance to win. The West is bad. Like, yeah, Vegas can be good, but could can San Jose beat Vegas? Absolutely. I mean, can San Jose beat Calgary? Sure. I don't think there's a team in the West that. San Jose couldn't beat. I also don't see any team in the West that any team that's in the playoff that, you know, if we go Nashville, Winnipeg, Calgary, San Jose, Vegas, and throw them all into a pot, I don't know who's going to win the conference. I I think it's one of those five teams, but I mean, even Dallas, could we see Dallas like Ben Bishop kind of stealing a series or two and, and Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan going, going crazy for a minute and Dallas squeaking by some big name teams and they could suddenly somebody. Dallas is in the conference final. Like I, I think that the West is wide open and it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's why some of these teams went for it. It's why Vegas went and traded for Mark Stone, I think, because they knew they had the opportunity to win the West again. It's just going to be a matter of who can beat Tampa Bay because I don't, I don't think anybody can. <laughs> I really don't think anybody can. Okay, no more thoughts. Yeah, no. We uh, ran out of thoughts. Yeah, oh, who's I, your pick? What's your pick for the uh, series? I got to go Vegas in seven. Okay. I, I do think it's going to be a little bit closer because, like you said, I think goal scoring is going to be pretty pretty even, even though I, I do give the edge to Vegas. But I do think the addition of Nyquist and getting Carlson back a little bit is going to help increase the goal scoring for San Jose. But when it comes down to the tight you know, battles, the 2-1 games, the 3-2 games, you have to look at goaltending, and you got to give the edge to Vegas there. Yeah, I'm going Vegas in six. Okay, I'm going to say San Jose here, and I'm going to say San Jose in seven. San Jose will win on, on home ice. My so. heart wants San Jose to win because I'm, I'm with you. I, I think both Joes need a, need a cup at some point in their career. I think that would be great, and it would be nice, too, for, for Eric Carlson to, to have some success there because then that might help you know convince them to stay, which I think would be great for this team. San Jose wins the cup. Joe Pavelski just... He's a free agent too, so Joe, Joe Pavelski smiles with his picture with Gary Bettman and just <laughs> says, "Joe, go ahead, like it's your cup." I'm oh not, yeah, of I'm course. I'm not lifting it, right? Like that's absolutely what happens. I think this is a Ray Bork, Joe Sackick thing, you know, with Colorado. Yeah. It, so, Luke, you said your team. I'm Derek. Yep. 
Derek, what's your pick for the series? San Jose and seven. Oh, seven. there Ooh. we go. Always evening it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Derek, forever the peacemaker. Okay, that's our show. Find us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. Let us know what you thought of our predictions. Let us know who your girlfriend team is, and we will be back uh, for the rest of the playoff preview. 